Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the situation where the person who denies the physical intimacy acts as though they are the victim. And this is a difficult situation for anybody uh, who's on the other side who's being denied the physical intimacy and therefore doesn't really understand how it could go both ways, you know, that the person could get what they want but also be the victim. So I will explain that. Uh, Before that, please do subscribe because my most recent episode was on how the more successful you are frequently, the more your kids uh, don't empathize with you. So that is going to be relevant for uh, many men and some women. Um, to, I specifically address more of the male experience with that one, but some women have, have had that issue as well, um, where the child just does not perceive you as somebody that they have to empathize with because you, they think you have no cares in the world. Anyway, uh, moving on to the topic at hand here. So I work with this situation a lot, and it's really interesting because, you know, over the years, feminism has changed just like any kind of uh, philosophy or political ideology changes and grows and whatever. And I remember um, reading some of my mother's old feminist books in, you know, that were written in the 70s and so forth. And she, and one of them was The Women's Room by Marilyn French, and that was a feminist classic. And I remember one of these scenes was that the man denied sex to the woman. um, And this was considered very bad, you know, that she was being denied sex by her husband and she wanted it and he wouldn't do it and to the point that the gynecologist told her that she was all atrophied down there because she didn't get to have enough sex right and so he was denying her sex and this was thought to be terrible and it is terrible right I mean you know it's not good to be in a sexless marriage and she was a relatively young woman and it was considered even worse because of that so fine, I get it. She wants to have sex. She can't have sex. She's victimized, right, in that situation. So, but now <laughs> it's flipped, right? And of course, this is not to say that I'm not a feminist. I am a feminist. Feminists are people who think that men and women should have equal rights. Thus, I am a feminist, and I've never yet met any client who does not agree that men and women should have equal rights. I guess those people, if they, um, they just don't seek me out. But anyway, they I probably would not seek out a female therapist. But anyway, so um, it is it is definitely true that the woman in that book was being victimized in a sense. She was the victim of not being able to get what she wanted. Now, <laughs> nowadays, much more frequently, men are in that situation where they are not getting the sex that they want, but somehow the woman is still victimized frequently. Not all the time. Like a lot of women definitely understand that that's bad for the guy and she has empathy and she tries to work on the situation. Okay, fine. But there's some situations where the woman acts like a victim, even though she's the one that's saying they can't have any intimacy. She acts like a victim because she acts like a victim with everything. Now, this is not every woman, but it's some women. 
And I most frequently see this dynamic in the narcissist borderline relationship. And you can go back to my podcast on the narcissist borderline relationship because I think that I, it's even just titled that. And in this situation, the woman is struggling with symptoms of borderline personality. And she's uh, very moody and irritable and paranoid and she's terrified of abandonment but she's also terrified of intimacy so the classic book about borderline personality is called I hate you don't leave me so um, men who are drawn to such women to rescuing these damsels in distress are usually narcissists they're narcissistic and I know narcissist is overused and I frequently talked about that but there are some men that are narcissistic and some women as well but in the case where I'm talking about where the woman denies all intimacy but yet always perceives herself as the constant victim in the situation, this usually I see this dynamic with the male narcissistic partner and the female borderline partner. And what really goes on is that she is truly, and this is not most women again, not most women, but in this situation, truly never happy. She's never going to be happy because she has deep, deep issues with intimacy. So she's denying him intimacy, but she's not happy. Like the average woman, if they don't want to have sex and then they don't have sex, at least they think, phew, dodged a bullet. I'm not having sex. All right. So at least I'm not the victim, you know, like I guess he must be, but I mean, I can take care of himself. That's the most common average scenario I see. The woman thinks, all right, I don't want to have sex. Okay, good. We're not having sex very frequently. Thus, I have won this game, you know, uh, I, I win kind of not, not that she feels wonderful. She's struggling with a million issues probably herself, but at least in this domain can't fault him. I don't want to have sex. We're not having sex. So thus, you know, check and mate, you know, like, I mean, did it. And I hope he's taking care of himself in some other way. Many of these women wish that, you know, they had drive but they don't and that's it you know so he can masturbate periodically maybe they'll have sex but at least she doesn't feel victimized by the situation the woman that takes a tremendous victim tone despite denying the guy all intimacy that usually has features of a personality disorder because she's getting what she wants but she's not really because she's so deeply deeply unhappy that nothing is really what she wants what is borderline related to it's related to a very invalidating upbringing a sensitive person with a very invalidating upbringing um, often abuse or neglect and it doesn't have to be physical abuse it could be emotional abuse certainly it could be sexual abuse any sort of abuse like that with a sensitive person can create symptoms of borderline personality and this is somebody who's terrified of abandonment but also terrified of intimacy so they can't be close but they don't want to be separate whereas again in contrast a lot of the other more normative uh, couples that I see the woman kind of um, at some point when they're having a lot of conflict, she could take or leave the marriage. She honestly hopes sometimes that he leaves, you know, because she's not happy. And uh, I write about this and talk about this and like the 10 signs your wife's really not that into you. But in the situation with the borderline, she's constantly saying that she's the victim of the man somehow. And really, you can't see how. What usually happens is that he's not having sex with her. Uh, he's very upset about it, but also he's bending over backwards in all these other ways. She usually has a lot of other illnesses and a lot of other problems and a lot of other miseries um, that she has. And he's always trying to put out these fires and still be the rescuing knight. 
and nothing that he does is ever good enough. And there's constant conflict. There's yelling. There's crying. There's a lot of drama in this situation. So the woman who's a professional victim in this sense has a lot of drama. The guy's very dramatic too because he keeps thinking somehow that there's going to be some way to fix this situation, which is why he hasn't left yet. With younger children, frequently he doesn't leave because he's scared to leave the children with with the woman. And remember, he's not an angel because he himself is a narcissist. So he's pretty annoying. And it goes into the dynamic that I talk about in my podcast and my post, Mr. Perfect and his crazy wife. This is um, an extreme example of Mr. Perfect and his crazy wife where, um, you know, she really cannot cope in the world and is constantly miserable due to unresolved childhood trauma. She's She doesn't want sex, but yet she doesn't want him to leave. She doesn't want to love him, but she doesn't want him to go. Whereas contrasted to regular, more normative marital dysfunction, if the woman doesn't want to have sex and she doesn't want to be close and she doesn't love you, she usually wants to live kind of a separate life and just kind of uh, get through when the kids are older so you can keep an intact family for them. Like she's not also making drama about how little you love her and like all this stuff. People that are in dramatic situations where the woman also won't sleep with them, this is really a big sign that there are some personality level issues involved. And narcissism and borderline are both the cluster B personality disorders, the dramatic ones. Another one is histrionic. And uh, so they, they interlock. It's what we call interlocking pathologies. So if you think that your spouse is borderline, but you're not narcissistic, then you probably ought to introspect a little bit more because it's the same as insecure attachment. Like if your partner is preoccupied, you probably avoid it. If your spouse is borderline, you probably have some narcissistic traits, you know, and it co-varies. If they're like a flagrant borderline and you've been with them for years and years in this dramatic, tempestuous, crazy shit, then you're likely more floridly narcissistic. If they could have a few borderline traits, you probably have a few narcissistic traits. They just interlock because who's going to go for the woman who's a constant victim? In the honeymoon stage, she was a victim of everybody else. Everybody else was bad. Everybody else was, the exes were terrible. The family was terrible. Everything was terrible. The job was terrible. Uh, You know, her health was terrible. The world was terrible everything was unfair, who's going to be drawn to coming in and fixing that situation instead of running miles and miles away? A guy with narcissistic tendencies, you know, who thinks that he can, he uniquely is the one that's going to come in and make everything better. Whereas just like with attachment, so uh, the securely attached, in this case, the securely attached non-narcissistic guy would be like, holy shit, I am running away and blocking her number because this dramatic crazy shit is nuts. She has no relationship with her family. She got no relationship with her exes. Everything is crazy. She had all this past insanity in her relationships. Uh, All of these men did wrong by her. How could that possibly be right? You know, like, how could it be that this won't turn to me and that I won't be the next one that she says was a horrible person? But if you're narcissistic, then you can put that all to rest and you could say, well, she just didn't meet me yet, you know, and I can outwork this problem and outthink this problem, you know, and um, I will be different. So then you end up in this sort of situation. So these are situations where people tell me, it's so, so much more normal, right, for people to say, okay, I didn't have sex with my wife in like a year, and we don't barely talk really to each other, and uh, we, we barely connect, and we're kind of living separate lives. 
all right, that makes sense, right? I mean, she doesn't want to sleep with you. She's obviously not that into you. There's some shit going on, maybe unresolved empathic ruptures. Maybe she's not attracted to you. I don't know. But at least that's more normal. The woman who won't sleep with you but also wants to fight with you all the time, it, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like, it really doesn't make any sense unless there's personality disorder stuff there. If she cares so much about you that she's fighting with you constantly, why doesn't some of that care go over into some sort of intimacy? It's far more normal, quite honestly, for, you know, the people that fight a lot to have sex a lot. They're just, they're just you know, high-temperature people, you know? They're very... To, you know, uh, exciting people. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy, sure. Once they have kids involved, it's traumatic for the children and they got to stop. That's when they come to couples counseling, etc. But frequently, the people I get that come in that are fighting all the time are also having sex pretty frequently, you know, because they're just, they're just these people that boil over and they're more dramatic. But this unique situation where the woman re- like refuses you come sexually and there's all these reasons and a lot of reasons have to do with unidentified illnesses and and it's just like this whole like crazy conundrum and, and somehow you're not getting laid but you, you're trying all the time to make her happy and she's crying and it's like this just crazy dramatic shit. This is the narcissist borderline relationship. So you got to think about, you know, why you're staying in this. And uh, deep psychotherapy could help you understand. I mean, I'll give you spoiler alert. You got a parent like this that was never able to be pleased, that you were always trying to be a good boy for, and that you're always trying to impress, you know, and now you're trying to do it here. You know, and it's going to be just as impossible to please this woman as to please whoever, whichever parent you were not able to please in the first place. But uh, so so this is usually what I see. But overall, there is also a shift, as I uh, introduced earlier with my discussion of the women's room. There is also a shift in that women who do not have sex also feel victimized by the by the asking of the sex like that's also being victimized now it's like the fact that he even wants sex is kind of too much you know that used to be like not a thing that would happen like people like men didn't get blamed for wanting to have sex nowadays societally if a guy says that he wants to have sex basically in the absence of of less than complete mutual adoration and overwhelming love like something out of a romance novel then he's a piece of shit obviously I don't condone that uh, viewpoint because that's insane you know and anybody man or woman with a healthy sex drive it does not make you a bad person but um so so yes it is more common overall for a partner to feel victimized just by their own partner's desire if they don't happen to share that desire but in a situation where your partner is is constantly victimized by everything and you're doing everything for them constantly but yet somehow you're still not getting laid then you need to refer back to my narcissist borderline podcast and therapy can really help you like if you're in a situation where like if if you think about this if there's a video camera in your house would people at your work be like just like fucking astonished with your their jaw on the floor at the craziness of your marriage if so you ought to be in therapy to figure out why you stay and also of course think about what your children are observing but this whole idea of a tempestuous dramatic relationship in which there's one victim and it's the one who's getting not to have sex that is uh this is a very very big red flag you know that's something really really tremendously wrong is happening um 
So anyhow, I I do not know if this recorded because I looked down. I didn't see the right number, but I'm going to hope for the best. And um, if this was useful to you guys, then do refer back to that Narcissist Borderline podcast. And um, hopefully this gave you some interesting information, and I will talk to you all soon.